Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker, go by Tardidus Executioner on Discord, apparently. This is Jeremy, uh, just Jeremy, on the Discords. And this is Aaron, I go by Treffenwood on Discord. Alright, welcome back to another thrilling episode of Infamous. Uh, so quick announcements. Parker, you're down to 2,693 probationary episodes. Good job. That is the perfect number. Um, so I think this brings our next bet to a close because we are officially in the 2024s. Hot damn! Vindication. Uh, wait, what? I said vindication. Uh, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Uh, I have here that Aaron bet you that there would be no two-point models in 2023. Who had which side of that bet? Because I didn't bet it. <laughs> it says no two-pointers in 2023. Yeah. 400 episodes wagered with Aaron. But we don't know who, was t- who took the bet. I, I figured you guys remembered. Do I have to keep track of this? <laughs> I'm senile. Uh, you should know this. <laughs> God damn it. I am certain. <laughs> That Parker now has lost another 400 episodes. I don't... I'm just... I I mean, we have to go with the trend if nobody remembers. I mean, historically, uh, yeah, there's no way. Okay, I got to try to decide what's the circumstances. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Aaron said no two-pointers. Being a playtester, he should know that. (laughs) I would have... So I thought there would be another two-pointer. I'm pretty sure we had talked about... About this, and it was Aaron that has said no twos. Because I really, really, Aaron's I like, there's no way they're going to release another two. The reason why I'm going to go with you that yes, that I made that bet is because it was probably a great desire of mine. I really want there to be another two pointer, really badly. That seems so, odd. You would bet against your own desires. No, no. I, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to walk down the, my, the the trail here. And since we didn't write down who had which side of the bet for some reason, oh I'm going God. to. I'm I, going to err on the side of agreeing it. with you guys. The way I wrote, I wrote it down, I think it could actually go either way. Uh, so I tell you what, we're going to give you the episodes, but we're going to do it in parentheses. So it's going to be 3,093 episodes, and we're going to let the listeners decide. Uh, listeners, Ooh. if you can send me an episode number, and sp- as even better, a rough timestamp, uh, I'll go back and confirm it. But I'm pretty sure that Aaron had the no two-pointers. Um but I'm, I'm sure that lots of our loyal listeners will come to, to Parker's defense to try and save him from this hell that is 3,000 probations. There's just I think there's one. A... He only has it's one. just one? He, he's just only John. one person's avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have fans. Somewhere. In Guernsey. Fan? Guernsey will fan? save me. Are you sure that was a plural? I have fans. Okay. I believe those They're in sleeping Guernsey. sleeping upstairs. I think if well, yeah, if, there's a fan back there on the shelf, I can see it. If I shipwrecked tomorrow in the Atlantic Ocean and washed up in Guernsey, I think I would have some place to sleep. I think that would be <laughs> washed fine. up in Guernsey. <laughs> yeah, I think I All would right. be okay. Alrighty. Uh, so moving on, uh, as always, we've got the uh, Patreon and partners links in the show notes, and we have Parker. What's next? News. So we do have the tiniest trickle of news this week. Uh, we have the uh, mutant boxes have been have a pre-release date, so we know when they're coming out. Um, March first. 
Is that what you're looking for, Parker? Yeah, I, the date isn't on. It's March first. March first. Okay, so with the so the the mutants will be released on March first. Uh, we have the all... release date, or rather, we don't. Well, I <laughs> I was looking on Asm- I, I, I was looking for Asmodee's, but they don't have. They don't release. No, Asmodee uh, closed their public access, so you have to have a login. Oh, because I can't. I was like, "Where's the pre-releases on here?" That's mm-hmm. weird. Okay, sure. Don't worry though. I have a login. Ah, for no apparent reason. So, uh, so tell us, tell tell us, O Keeper of the Keys. I mean, I, I remember because I saw it on Facebook. But mm-hmm. uh, Iceman, Ice, Man. Iceman, two words. Ugh. All right, so it's not on their calendar page, but it is on the box page, and. It says, "Yep, I just I just found it. March first, twenty twenty four, according to their web store. So it's Bishop and Nightcrawler, um, Iceman and Kitty, and Professor X and Shadow King. It's all three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I didn't notice if it was going to be Shadow King or not. Oh, you know what? Uh, I do not see Iceman. Oh, there they are. Wow, what a weird. <laughs> they didn't organize this well at all." Like, there's no way to easily see all of these in the same place. But yeah, they're all here. They're all March 1st. Alrighty. So, what does this mean? Uh, in time for Adepticon, right? Which is what we expected, It'll because... Be, it will be before Adepticon. Which is what uh, we expected, because it's also going to be their timeline yeah. event, right? And they're on the timeline list. Yeah. So, uh, excluding the core set, how far apart does that put their releases? Aaron said six months. Is that for true? No, do we, it's way do we more. Know when? Wait, yeah, I was gonna say, but well, if you count, are we counting the rivals box because that's February first? Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that that was official. Yep, it is officially February first. I looked at that just now. <clears throat> okay, so outside of that, then what is what is the previous most recent thing? Uh, I don't even remember. Was it, was it CGR? It might have been CGR. Okay, CGR Sounds was right. July. Ooh, was it? God, that does. It feels like forever ago. I played it in July tournament at the Geekery, so it was, it was either a June release or an early Gy- July release. Uh, if you don't count the core set, the last thing it says here was... I'm going to sort by newest releases on Asmodee. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do here, too, and it's not right. Like, they're putting Rhino as newer than Goat CGR, which is not even close. I don't understand mm-hmm. how... I don't understand how they're like this organization of this website makes no sense. Yeah, Asmodee is they're not really designed to be a uh, consumer website. It's kind of more of like a wholesale site, which mm-hmm. means it's shitty. Um... So for counting the core box, that was November, right, or October? I think it was CGR. Oh, I'm trying to remember. The release date for CGR was July 14th, 2023. Yeah. I just found it. It was M'Baku and Claw came out after or before? Before. Before, okay. Then, yeah, I think it's CGR. I'm pretty sure it was before. Yeah. So if you don't count the core release or the Rivals pack. Yeah. So the actual, like, character box set releases are... July to March. Eight months? Nine months. Eight, eight or nine, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, it's definitely been dry lately. I know some people were actually complaining there was too many releases previously, but... I think I've always said like one box a month would be perfect. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Or you could even do, if you want to do like an affiliation pack like they're doing now, like they could wait and they could have three boxes every three months as opposed to the one a month. So you get the same yeah. 12 a year. You just get a you know, a big splash Quarterly. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I actually Quarterly would prefer that. It would be great. Yeah, like every quarter you got to drop. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because that way you're not constantly adjusting. It's like, okay, well, we have to learn new things every three months, and then I get to practice in the off time. I like that. Okay. Uh, are you guys excited for these new releases? I don't play X-Men that much, so I'm not – I don't really care that much. Um, the models look cool, and I'll be happy to paint them. I'll be glad when you see the cards. Let's really see what happens. I think Nightcrawler is the only one that. Well, I guess Nightcrawler and Shadow King are the only ones we know. Uh, Kitty Pride. You know Kitty oh, as well. Kitty. Yeah. That's right. We. I, I can't believe I forgot that. I thought Kitty was a good three pointer. I thought Nightcrawler was really good with the potential to be stupid. I think Kitty is really good. I just don't. I don't understand how that kit is representative of her as a character. That's that's like the first model I looked at. I go, this isn't Kitty Pride. This is just a randomly good three point model that they put Kitty's face on. Sure. Uh, for me, the the miss on Shadow King sours the release. He's not bad. Why do you think he's bad? Because mm, he's bad. You I, don't know that. I would like you to prove me wrong. Like seriously, <laughs> not now, but as we play, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, for some reason I'm kind of with Jeremy. Every time I like, I love the X Men as a concept. You know, my favorite thing about this game is that the the characters resemble what they are in the comics, and I love the mutants so much. I have more X Men comics physically than any other kind of comic book, um, and it's not even close. It's by degrees, and so playing them in this every you know every time I've ever put them on the board, I'm like, yeah, let's play the X Men, and I'm like, ugh, this just does not feel like what I want. Even though maybe I am playing exactly who they are, maybe the X Men would be less fun in real life. <laughs> They're only fun in stories, <laughs> but I am, I am, uh, I'm. I will say that I really like Iceman and Bishop and Nightcrawler. As characters, uh, they're some of my favorite. Uh, my favorite X Men were not like the the main X Men. They were the the side ones. I think Iceman is amazing, and so I hope, I hope Iceman is super cool. No pun intended. I hope uh, that Bishop is really cool. Nightcrawler, I feel is already going to be fun, and I'll probably like how he plays. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy here. I'm gonna run an uh, opinion by you guys. Uh, I think X Men has been one of the worst. I guess the term would be designed factions in the game so far. And it's mostly because their internal imbalance is so skewed. It's like a model is either super premium meta model or basically an afterthought. It tends to be inside their faction. And so the models that get played are extremely obvious. And the models that don't get played are extremely obvious. And then their strategy is also extremely obvious. Because like their models are either pushed to the limit or are not that good. And the recent update helped that. Like, we, we saw more of a balance throughout the faction kind of get enforced a little bit more. Um, but I, do you guys agree with that at all? Am I crazy? And I just have a weird viewpoint on this. Uh, oh, I would agree. Like, um, when you look at 
building them as opposed to say as guardians, which I just did the other day, I was like, if I put all the as guardians in a list, they all do very different things. Mm-hmm. Like all of them are very designed different. Like they do different things on the board. Each one of them fulfills a different role. And when I'm like, when I'm, but when I'm choosing which Wolverine to pick, it's do I want two point Wolverine, three point Wolverine, or the better four point Wolverine, right? So I'm like, this mm-hmm. is not really a choice. It's just I'm picking one of the Wolverines, um, according to the point value. Or do I pick the five point yeah. Wolverine, which is probably the best one because you get two Wolverines. Like that's like the. It, I guess it's more formulaic, and when you don't go with the formula, you feel like you're actively hampering yourself. Like when I played Gene and Cyclops together, like even though there is a tiny amount of synergy, I was like, "Wow, this he would be better with any other five pointer." Like this is an actively bad choice to play the X Men with the X Men, unlike some of the mm-hmm. other affiliations, which feel like you're given. Uh, a reason to play a variety of characters in that affiliation. I've, I've, I've always felt like X-Men is you purposely are playing the X-Men so that you can play the minimum amount of X-Men possible. You, you, you pick the top of the curve X-Men at their point value and then drop in other things that can utilize their synergies better, which I think is a weird uh, identity. So it makes you feel like I don't, if you, you're not playing, you're not, you're not playing it because you love mutants or the mutants for the comic books. You're playing it because you want mm-hmm. to abuse two leaderships. Um, which is somewhat cool. i think that's true of a lot of factions to be fair like the the leaderships are really best when used agon bottles that don't normally have access to them um but i i don't know that x-men like guardians has really been that for a longer period than than x-men have guardians is all about just leverage your unaffiliated models as hard as you can um but yeah i i'm so i guess in closing of this conversation i was just wondering if my opinion has been that I think the reason that we see these issues with their design is actually because the devs are maybe too close to it. Like when you're designing something you love, like actually love, it's really hard to look at it objectively. And so they, I imagine they probably get into issues where it's like, well, we need Gene Grey to feel like an Omega level threat. It's like, yeah, but this is also a game that's balanced. Like, what are we supposed to do? It's like, well, we can't just not have her throw stuff. She's a telekinetic. And then you, so you put that on there, it like increases the cost of the model. And then you're like, well, she's got to have this psychic attack. She's got to have mind shielding. She's got to have all these different tools. And then also we have to make the model balanced. And so it's just weird where they get into this weird circle issue. And also part of that, I think, has led specifically to so many models are affiliated with x-men that probably shouldn't be like x-23 honey badger and logan in my opinion all should be unaffiliated with x-men and so like if they weren't maybe those competitive threat levels would be a lot more you know like well balanced within their own faction Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't have logan versus wolverine in the same faction that doesn't even make sense like, I get it for, like, Weapon X and maybe even X-Force, but it's, like, the whole point is that Logan wasn't a member of the X-Men. That's him when he's a loner. Like, in my opinion, it just seems odd. I don't envy their job. Like, obviously, there's a lot to do, and you have to make a lot of people happy that have a strong, deep connection to these models. And in most miniatures games, like, GW doesn't have to worry about this. It's, like, the models are whatever they say they are. It's, like, who's yeah. this? Well, this is a new Nurgle character we just made up for the stories. Nobody has any emotional connection to this character. Mm-hmm. It's like same thing with like all these other like like you know Malifaux. Like no one cares. Like this is a made up person that nobody knew about until I t- showed you the card. 
Like, so it's, it's so much harder when you have a character that's been beloved for 40 years and like, the, like people have like became a fan of this thing when they were eight years old and now they're 40 and then you made it. Now they're mad at you. <laughs> like, like I, I don't envy that situation. I think it's important yeah. to give them that grain of salt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an interesting question. Yeah. What was the biggest, what, what's the biggest miss yeah. for, Oh, like, um, like beloved a into trash. Like beloved, yeah. Into, I think original uh, Wolverine for me was no doubt the original one. Wolverine. Oh, like which one was worse for each of us? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Like for me, it was uh, serious. I loved Wolverine. I've had all the Wolverine comics. Grew mm-hmm. up with Wolverine. Awesome. And every time I put him on the table, I'm like, this model is horrible. And it made me I imagine so sad. Parker's originally was Scott. It used to be, yeah. But I think yeah, now. now. Uh, now he's he's totally legit now i think he's he might even be a little overtuned he, i think he's uh, i think he is he he's playable and he definitely feels like scott summers speed aside i think is too much yeah. but yeah he uh, doesn't need to double tap with every action i think mine he is actually five actions i think mine is actually non hulkbuster iron man like i feel like invincible iron man and even the new four point iron man i feel like they're big I feel like they're just turrets, and I wanted my Iron Man to be a really cool, dynamic Rocket Man. Instead, he's just a, okay. I'm going to hover here in place and blast things slowly and sometimes not at all, according to Aaron, which I agree with. So, like, I think it's, I, I want my, I wanted my Iron Man to solve problems and be a cool engineer thinker, and he's not. Um, you want to be more like Doctor Strange, where he's like just doing everything. Honestly, I want to be more like Shuri, like where Shuri is actually oh, okay. like, like Shuri is actually like purposely tinkering with things. Now, I think the new Iron Man literally is more like Shuri, right? Like I was going to say, he's like literally a four-point he literally Shuri, is okay. He literally is more like Shuri. So maybe I just need to play uh, play him and I'll get the Iron Man that yeah. I wanted, that, that feel that I want. But I guess I, I wanted him to have... It is kind of odd that Crimson Dynamo is just like way better than Iron Man. <laughs> and it's like supposed to be the opposite. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like that's a really good example. Also, the Iron Man for the comics is always everybody is always just buying time for Tony to figure out how the problem should be solved. Right. Like that's the, that's the way almost every Avengers arc works is some really big thing happens. Tony's totally surprised. Everyone's taken aback with the Avengers claw their way back in while Tony is fixing the problem. Like he's in the background tinkering with something and building something. And then he, he you know, figures it out, but there is no mechanic for that. There, there is a mechanic for that in this game. Probably uh, just none of them happen. Well, he, scenario, kind of just, yeah. he just, yeah, he just kind of stands there. And zap zap zap. I think Hulkbuster is a much more dynamic, awesome yeah. model for that. So he's totally Hulkbuster is one of their best design models yeah. in the entire game, in my opinion. And, he's so perfectly designed. Right. And I think one of the reasons why I love him so much is he literally is the answer to Hulks, right? Like in this mm-hmm. game, they're like, okay, what do Hulks do? Well, let's make a model that like counters what Hulks do. And so it feels like what Tony would do if he were to build his own model in this game, right? He would build yeah. it to beat Hulks. And so I guess um, maybe I need to play the new Invincible Iron Man to see if I get that get that feel. But OG Iron Man was mine. Okay. Again, don't use ten words when four hundred would do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Parker, while you were monologuing, I had a thought. Why don't you play Shield? They seem like exactly the faction that you should be playing. Uh, I, they I, shoot. I... They shoot four dice guns. Mm-hmm. They have all the tools that can fix situations. Yeah. You get to play Iron Man. Yeah. And he gets to be your leader. I uh, I I said this I think four or five casts ago. I have petitioned my painter to paint like six models in Shield, and 2024. Mm-hmm. As soon as I get them, I don't know when he'll the be year done of with the them. Shield. It'll be the year mm-hmm. of the Shield. I am seriously going to play 
so much shield. The only shield model that I might play that it's not in the pack because I gave him the models before is Spectacular Spider-Man because he didn't make the list. But okay. it'll be the deal of the shield. I'm going to play shield a lot this year. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, what is your model? Uh, Shadow King. You were you had high expectations of Shadow King before you knew that he was coming into the game? I had high expectations of Shadow King when I saw the model. And then 18 seconds later, you're like, meh. <laughs> like nine months later when they released rules. Uh, it wasn't that long, was it? It was uh, April. We saw the model at Adepticon. And the, the rules were out in like July. No way. What? When was the keynote? September. Was it? Okay. Not nine months. Six months. Not I had six months of hope. Maybe five. Whatever. So, um... Did you follow comic books or watch any of that stuff and like have characters that you I have actually probably enjoyed? literally never read a comic book in my life? Okay. What about the X-Men movies and stuff like that? I have followed along with all of the movies. Yes. Okay. So I, my question is more along the lines of like, what was the character that you liked that was yeah. released and then sucked on the table? Yeah. Which model Didn't failed fit. to live up to your expectations of the character? Uh, I mean, I understand you never have expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that the guy's wearing a fez, and fezes get you, like, rock hard. But also... <laughs> I'm Man, like, Shadow must King. be terrible I, I, for you. I did a lot of comic books when I was younger, and I never <laughs> ran into Shadow King. Not once. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I could throw out a name, but that would all be bullshit. I really don't. No one okay. has... Ooh, Cable. Original Cable was also quite disappointing. I agree. I, I think all of the models, like you went back talking about Jean Grey being a mega level threat, like it's all some level of suspend belief for every single one of these people, right? Sure. Like you can argue that Luke Cage should be able to show, uh, you know, throw more than he can, and these people aren't the same size as cars and blah, blah, blah. So for me, it's a whole big suspend belief. For a large part of it, and and so I don't, I, I never really had those expectations of any of the models going to the game. So an example, my, my, like a an example for me is Magneto on the tabletop. Like he mm -hmm. does on the tabletop in this game, it, like a really cool job of being as close to Magneto as possible yeah. and not being insanely broken and all that. So when you play yeah. Magneto, you're like, okay, this feels kind of comic booky. Like it's kind of the stuff he should be able to do. Yeah. Or I guess that's the best way to put it. Are they doing the things they uh, should do? You yeah. know? I, I have a fun example. Sure. Uh, so the card game I played, Universus, uh, they they take characters from animes and video games and put them into a card game. Yeah, same thing. So there's a character. And so it translates. They do. An, that's the one thing that they do better than anybody. They translate the character superpowers into a card game format so beautifully. It's amazing. And so one of the characters in My Hero Academia is um, his power is Warp Gate. He can create portals in space that like let you transport stuff through each other. And so the way they gen they do that in the card game is he can just basically take cards from anywhere and put them somewhere else. And so he's like, oh, you see this card that I have in play? Just kidding, it's going to be at the bottom of my deck. Then this card in my discard pile? Just kidding, it's in play. Then this card in my hand? Just kidding, it's a different card from my deck. And you're like, he's just always moving stuff around. And you're like, would you stop it? Like He's like, no, I'm going to move stuff. <laughs> the game so also has a guy who uses tape. Scotch, it does have a guy who uses tape. He does. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, I think his hero name uh, is Cellophane or something stupid like God. that. Yeah. I was like, is so that we a call it, tape? We call him Tape Man. He's like, get him Tape Man. There's a character that has a tail that wears a karate gi because he like just does martial arts. Is like the way he fights. We call him Kangaroo Jack because he's got a tail. It's <laughs> great. Anyway, so what, moving on. What was your miss? Um, all of you my said, misses have pretty cable. much been fixed. I think uh, so. Yeah, if we're saying current and has been updated, yeah, just uh, anytime it doesn't matter. There's so many that are like actually good. The, the definitely the misses are outnumbered by the hits. Maybe Deadpool, I guess. Because while Deadpool, I don't think, was ever bad, he was not as fun as he could have been. Yeah. The names on his card are great, but it's just, they could have just been more fun. Chimichanga only fucked you. <laughs> yeah, like, it, <laughs> it just was wasn't cute, good. But... And I get that it doesn't need to be competitive if it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that's the only thing about him that isn't just like, okay, go play MCP. And I'm like, oh, I guess. Like, Ant-Man, for example, way more fun than you would expect. Uh, sure. But Deadpool, your expectation is like a 9 out of 10 fun scale, and he delivers it like a 5, and so it's just a little let down. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, honestly, he's just kind of a boring 3 until he got the ability to place, and now he's a little bit better. But I don't think it's a power level issue again, it's just it doesn't translate uh-huh. super well. Anyway. Cool. That was a fun little rant. Uh, so I guess next up, we've got... Parker, you had uh, something you'd like to talk about today. Uh, yeah, actually, piggybacks, uh, piggybacks right off um, the topic we just finished, because we've had uh, a pretty big span between uh, individual model releases, or what we think of like a release wave, and the only thing to kind of split up that wave, if you don't count what, what's coming with Conda here in a bit, is the new core set. And one of the things we were excited, we had no, numerous episodes of the core set, really reviewing the core set and things we were thinking about, how to interact with the meta and how it was going to integrate into our game plans, what we're excited to do. And then it happened. And I'm curious to know, uh, in retrospective, looking at this year 2024, uh, is the core set actually doing anything to the meta? Are we excited about something that it might accomplish? Or are we not seeing it at all? Was it a was it a ripple in the pond, or was it a wave, like we wondered it would be? Well, I would just like to say that everyone was right, and Steve 3 has completely taken over the game, and nobody's allowed to play anything else. There was a lot of doomsaying, is what I'm getting at, you're right. There was a lot of doomsaying about a Steve lot. 3. Uh-huh. And then there was a solid week of people going, we were right! And then there was a solid week of people going, who's Steve 3? <laughs> was it that fast? Do you think it was just like, within it two weeks, everyone dropped It was lightning like a fast for me, but obviously not a lot of people were trying to push it. And so, and then Aaron kind of got bored with it and moved on. So nobody's playing it now. That's actually something I was excited for you to mention because I know that Aaron was excited about something. He actually dropped it on the cast about using Steve three with a lot of uh, a push mechanics using, you know, specifically doing wild uh, uh, board manipulation stuff with him. And now he's playing Thanos instead. So I'm curious, Aaron, did, was it just not never exciting enough, or is it something you're you're you could ever go back to, or is it actually not worth your time? It was it's never going to be worth it. Uh, no, I think it could absolutely be worth my or someone else's time. Uh, I think Steve Three is very viable from a competitive standpoint. Maybe not A plus, but A minus. Like I could see Steve Three winning some stuff, uh, especially with a control oriented roster. 
Uh, and I really think it's interesting because you can pivot with just a couple, not even splash pieces, but uh, splash for the concept, I guess. Uh, pieces that could just pivot really quick to damage. So I think you have a lot of toolboxes inside that are, yeah, a lot of utensils inside your toolbox with Steve 3 to be able to handle a wide variety of scenarios. So why, I guess, why don't we see it yet? It's just because you're, you're the, you're the, you're the only person breaking the ice. You don't think anybody else is mining that and you're excited to, tr- to be the first one there or. Mm, so I think people are playing Steve 3, maybe not locally. I guess I haven't heard of any meta conversations uh, like the. I just checked Longshanks. He has zero games reported in the last two months. Hmm. Are you serious? That's obviously not true. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I like how Jeremy believed it, though. I also think the first inclination would be to build a super damage team, uh, which is what I did, too. Like, my first build of Steve 3 was uh, Wolverine, Valkyrie, Gamora. Let's just, you know, pile on the damage. Uh, then realized after a couple of games that it can be successful, <clears throat> but it can also fail hard. And so it that turns out I, bad dice are still bad. Yeah, bad dice are bad, but really it's, you need a lot of power to really get all that rolling. Like it's great, but what does Wolverine do when he only has two power? Well, I can charge and then I don't have a power to, you know, turn my wild or my hit into a wild. Mm-hmm. Well, that just negates the whole reason I'm playing him under Steve three. So the ability to go off with your kit really doesn't happen until turn three with Steve three. And that's too late to have a viable impact on a lot of games. Uh, so for that reason, I, I opted to build Steve three in more of the control oriented aspect Parker was talking about. And I think that kit has more legs uh, and would be interested in continuing to delve into it. Uh, if I didn't need to ditch it for other options to finish my quest last year and then exploring probably webs for LVO this year. That is true. It's kind of it's kind of hard for you to say that anything was really sticking because you purposely had to stay very yeah. flexible for the entirety of that release. I know one of the things that I'm excited to explore that we were all sure was going to hit the meta like a hammer was Inv- shield with Invincible Iron Man was really going to tear it up. Like they were really poised to do something amazing. Was it was it kind of the the, the was it ready for the meta that was? And so that's why we haven't seen it explode? Are people just never going to play S.H.I.E.L.D. because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s just not as exciting as Avengers or Cabal? Like, what? why haven't we seen the takeover with Invincible Iron Man and S.H.I.E.L.D. yet? I think locally, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. just not a popular affiliation. Um, I think there's only two people locally I've seen them play them for an extended period. Um, and those people are local within like three hours. So I, I think part of it is just a local meta issue. I think Shield's actually getting played a fair amount na- na- nationwide. Uh, one word, Parker, Bucky. Uh, Bucky was so integral to Shield, and mm-hmm. as soon as Bucky got nerfed, it you always wonder when there's a nerf, is there a knee-jack, knee-jerk reaction to mm-hmm. not playing a model? Or is it actually that that model is no longer going to do what you need him to do? Uh, I think it's probably the latter for Bucky and Shield. I think you needed the reliability uh, of pounding dice after dice, um, and the the nerf to his hit trigger for rapid fire <clears throat> really took Shield down a notch. And I'm not sure they were enough. I'm not sure they were good enough to survive the nerf to Bucky. Put it that way. Wow, that seems. Now I'm really excited to play them because I played them a fair amount, probably a half dozen games. With Bucky, of course, in almost every list, and I, I would agree because he's one of my favorite 
models before he was nerfed. Um, when I made my new list recently in preparation for 2024, I did not include him, but did not feel like I missed him. So I'll be really interested to see, did you really need Bucky? Was he the best? Was he literally the, the hat you hung shield on? I'm curious. I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're wrong. used to be. Um, and I know that like normally just like the concept of telling somebody you changed a trigger on a single model from a hit to a wild and it like broke the faction. Like normally that would be like, you're insane. Like you have no idea like how important like stuff is, but he, the number of times he was attacking per game was pretty silly because oh, he, there'd yeah. be games. He just doesn't take a move action, right? Like the, the howling commandos throw him forward and he's just like range five all day and then it's like and then he gets like four overwatches and rapid fires on all of them and you're like oh my god like this dude made 18 attacks in a game like not it's not even hard and so that adds up a lot especially on one of those rounds you're kicking an extra die and you maybe have your re-rolls like there's a lot the number of times my bucky took out someone before the end of their activation was it it, it passed 10 like it was in double digits mm. like it was that's over, of course, all the games because you know he's rogue agent. So I played him in a ton of different affiliations, but it happened constantly, especially with things like uh, grunts, right? Because people are killing grunts, and this what's triggering even more often because they feel like they need to get the grunts because of how dominant they are. So, it's just, yeah. Don't get me wrong; I don't think shield is trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're still viable. But I, to answer your question, I think they took a hit, and it's just. I'm not sure what the actual impact is, is, but that's probably why they're not seeing as much play. All right, so let's just go back to, let's say, October of 23. All right, so since October of 23, Shield are... Ooh, they... So if all the data, they were at 53% win rate, now they're at 47 if you filter down to just October. And Invincible Iron Man is 50%, and Nick Fury is only 44%. Hmm. That's a bigger drop than I would have expected. All right. Yeah, I think there is... I'd also be excited to know how many people are trying Invincible Iron Man over Nick Fury. Uh, that was actually one... When I was building the list, I was thinking... So um, Invincible Iron Man has 120 games played. Nick mm-hmm. Fury has 250, so roughly interesting. Half. I played Shield with Invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had a, I had a blast. Yeah, I was. I was wondering uh, when are you excited? I guess you can play them both. That's the other thing, which is like you're never that mad about playing them both because Nick Fury is such an amazing four cost quote-unquote four-cost character. His package is by himself is so strong. And you're in Shield, so you can still play Eyes on the uh, Sky and things like that. He doesn't have to be the leader for those kind of things to turn on. So there's plenty of reasons to play Nick and Invincible Iron Man 2, which is something that I don't often think about, because putting two leaders down seems like anathema to my you know, I want my list to be nice and symmetrical and make sense in the comic book world when it doesn't need to. You can absolutely play them at the same time, and have Invincible Iron Man be the leader. That fits with your all four-pointer structure. That's true. This list does, my, my new version does have... Yeah, yeah, the most powerful tool you can possibly use. It's four four-pointers. Four pointers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the current it must record... be nice only having to carry around your four-point cards mm-hmm. and just not bringing anything else. Yeah, why would you? Uh, it really cuts down the collection. <laughs> 
I also put the Black Widow in it because, well, there's lots of reasons why. But well, I'm excited. She's four points. Yeah, she's four. Also she's a four pointer. <laughs> That's why I mentioned. That's the main reason. Do you, All right, what's next, Parker? Hold on, I have to ask Parker a question. Okay, yeah, one we'll more. Uh, Do you have Crossbones two in that list? Uh, Crossbones two is not in the list. Well, you're wrong. He's three points. Moving on. He's no, he's three Tell points. To, he can't be in the list. But he does the work of a four pointer. He should count. Mm, uh, I don't know. I really like Crossbones. I didn't. I honestly couldn't see taking him over. Like, if you're trying to do the energy plan, he doesn't work with that because he's not a shield member. There's so many things that need shield members, and they have so many shield members that do so many different jobs. They're actually not like X Men, where you'd you'd love to play. You you're not at all worried about playing all the shield members and feeling like you have every tool for every situation. Um, so I was when you have the original Human Torch, and he has you know uh, an amazing card. And he does a very similar thing to Crossbones, which is three-pointer stand there, blast a lot with beams. Why would you not take original Human Torch over Crossbones in Shield? Stand by. Uh, You want the the real reason? Sure. Uh, And that's because uh, you get an extra die on your beams. Mm -hmm. Second reason is you are infinitely more survivable. Okay. No, I buy it. I think... I think... The new Crossbones is excellent. Um, I'm very, very excited to try him. I was planning on trying him mostly in his affiliations, primarily Criminals. I think Criminals has two lists that would really love to have him. Probably even three, actually. All, I think all of them except Claw, because Claw's not really a leader. But I think Kingpin, Bodoc, or SSD would love to have him. I'm excited to try him. In I mean, you need to play Iron Man, Crossbones 2, Human Torch, with the Initiative in a New Age. Just fucking put it on the table. Yeah. I want to know what he doesn't have bottles. I want to know mm. what committee meeting was part of the look. I don't know what everybody else is thinking, but Crossbones always has to be slow. And they're like, <laughs> "Well, why? Well, he's got baby legs." Yeah. Well, why though? Eh, you know, like what? How did that happen, dude? Crossbones two being speed slow. Was the biggest I told you so from the devs to the community I've ever oh, I seen. Know. When they're just like, no, it's fine. They're like, it's not. And they're like, no, it's it's fine. Trust me, we designed the game. He's like, no, it's not. It's like, fine. How about this? And they just, just <laughs> again. start shoving short, small bottles down your throat. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like two more by the end of the year. Like two more small, short models. Just like, fuck you guys. Play Most it. Shut two up. is legit. I'm not saying he's not he legit. He is legit. But I just think it's like, I'm going to die on this hill. Like, he mm-hmm. is move short. They <laughs> like, chose the rock. They planted the flag, and the flag is a short move tool. Like, <laughs> he's just like, fuck you guys. It's fine. I do think a lot of people freak out about it for the wrong reasons. But yeah, it is annoying on Red. The problem with, with Crossbones 1 is he's just a bad model on top of the fact that he's speed short. All right, Parker, what's next? Well, of oh, the new models that I was excited to talk about? Yeah, were you were you going through them one by one, or were you were you just all sharing intel? I, I was just, uh, the one I was the one I was really excited to hear about was Captain America, New Captain America, because that was the okay. one that ever we, we everybody thought was going to break the game. Uh, Iron Man, because we thought that was going to be a sleeper breaker. Everybody was going to discover it in event eventually, okay. and it was going to ruin everything. Um, well, I have one. But what? Yeah, go ahead. All right, uh, Aaron, how are you liking uh, New Captain Marvel? <laughs> Show me on the doll she... to touch what happened. I don't even know about this story. You know, it is fabled that she's still getting penance stared out there somewhere. Oh, God. 
hair is so bad. He won't even talk. You gotta savor these moments, guys. Is that exactly the time when he stopped recording games as well? Yeah. Funny how that lined up. I actually think he stopped playing Inhumans because of that game. You're not wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So on more positive notes about models that aren't made of garbage, just compressed wet garbage, uh, (laughs) Ultron 2 is still pretty solid. Uh, I think a lot of people expected him to be the next coming of like CGR, which is not what I expected. I just thought he'd be good. And I think I was right. He is good. Uh, He's obviously not great in every environment, but there's a lot of places you can put him and he can excel. Yeah, he definitely is a, a an addition to any list, and he's probably going to do work and do a good job. He's a very solid mm-hmm. model. He's a five-pointer that feels like a five-pointer. Yeah. He kind of feels like a, a Modoc with grunts, just kind of like a slightly, like in terms of the role, yeah. which is I'm, I'm going to put him on the board. He is going to do something. You are going to have to want to deal with him. You're probably wrong to do so. But like that's the... Yeah, that, that, that's, and that's like a, a lot of how Modoc feels, which is cool. I don't think it's anything mm-hmm. wrong with that. There, uh, there are definitely some activations where it just feels like, and then, and then, and then, and he just keeps doing stuff. You're like, will you stop? And you're like, no, he's still got more stuff. Yeah. It's like, all right, first the grunts go. They're going to move. Then they're going to shoot you. Then he's going to activate. And we're going to bow this person. And then we're going to do the spender. And then the spender is going to throw this person. And then it's going to explosive force. And then the grunts die. And then, and then the grunts explode. And then this other guy takes damage. And then I'm going to throw this piece of train. The grunts come back. And you're like, okay. It's like, second action. You're like, what? you <laughs> <laughs> not done yet? Yeah. That's the way Remember Modoc, that? Modoc used to do that to people, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? That's, that's, but this no, one has good, grunts also. But he also, does more stuff. Level, yeah. yeah, he does more stuff than either Modoc does. It's crazy yeah. how much shit he does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There was that time where he's like, all right, I'm going to do the spender. And I do the spender into a ghost rider. And I, the spender rolls zero hits. Or, like, or, or roll, rolls one wild as the only hit. It's like, okay, take three damage. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. It's like, well, first I throw you and you take a collision damage. Then then the grunts explode. And then you take that damage. And then he explosive forces and pushes you. And then you take another damage. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. It, it's one of those It's one of those. Th- when you do that spender in the in a circumstance that's actually really easy and consistent mm-hmm. to create, you look at your attack and you're like, whatever damage I do, plus three. And as it turns out, whatever damage you did with dice plus three KOs most things. Like it just yeah. it is it's like eight dice fucking spender. Right. It's eight dice plus three auto auto damage. Like that's yeah. so weird and excellent. Uh I first I thought there were just similarities between Modoc two and Ultron two. Yeah. I'm actually convinced at this point they just copy and pasted it. They think they're like just import Modoc two, change some stuff, Ultron two. You mean Modoc one? No, Modoc two. How is Modoc two like Ultron? Okay, so they they both have a range four builder. They both have a range three spender. Uh, both of them have a um, automatic movement on their spender. Uh, they both have five mystic. They both uh, can throw size force. Uh, they both have helmet. Like, is that they're enough right. similarities? Is, they're right. There's like, a lot of similarities. It's um, It's just Modoc 2 doesn't feel they, nearly so dynamic yeah. as Ultron does. But No, he's not because he doesn't have the grunts. Yeah. Um, and he, his extra ability is to um, sack instead of move people. So he's more reactive than proactive. Um, 
But yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, Let's go. Before we leave Ultron for a second, I don't think, am I wrong in saying this, that Ultron's going to be a big meta staple. Regardless of how much we've seen his value, I don't think his value is growing in the game amongst the general populace. Am I crazy? I think he will be a competitive model for the indefinite future. Um, Now, I know that's not the same as meta choice, but I think the more people lean into aggressive play um, and like attrition play like CGR, the more value he brings. Because mm-hmm. Age of Ultron just saying, it's like, okay, cool, you've got a CGR. Is your CGR willing to put eight attacks into my Ultron? Because unless he's going to do that, he can shut the fuck up. And you're like, oh, I guess Ultron just gets to live forever. And it's like, well, that changes the dynamic of how I table you. That was actually the last so, thing. Uh, yeah, that was something I, I didn't even get to mention yet. It was he, unlike some of these other like key super aggressive models who could do all this damage, he also can just be hyper aggressive and be fine mm-hmm. because he's you know, got Age of Ultron. So cool. There definitely is a curve at which point you've gotten too aggressive and you've actually removed his survivability because mm-hmm. he's not survivable in the way that like um, uh, Thanos is survival where he just doesn't take damage. He's survivable because he's got effectively 30 hit points and four dazes. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just a different kind of survivable. And so he's, he's basically invulnerable over a short period, but he does take damage in the long run. Mm-hmm. If your opponent's willing to invest the attacks. Most of the time, though, they just decide it's not worth it. Modok 2, or, or, uh, the Ultron 2 is here to stay. Like, he yeah. is going to float around forever. Yeah. Also, like, a model that just resurrects itself pretty reliably is a big deal. Obviously, there's some counterplay, but... Um, so, moving on, we've got Red Skull 3. Uh, apparently, it was a bigger splash than we had initially anticipated. Hmm... I think originally people kind of wrote him off and then they saw it on the table and they were like, okay, this has legs. Like, I've seen more people playing Red Skull than Steve, which I think we would have thought before the box came out that people would have been crazy. I will agree with you on that. Yeah, I don't know that he's like crazy strong or anything. I just think the list, he greases the wheels more than you expect he does. Uh, I think it's really, really good. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's better than Steve. I think he's the best leader in the crow box by far. Yeah. Ooh, hot take. Tell me why. He's mm, not so hot. <laughs> He's just shoving Doc Ock right out of the way and moving to the front of the line, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Zemo. Zemo's not st- keeping him down. Yeah. Memes uh, and I aside. like Doc a lot. but uh, So a lot of this has to depend on exactly how AMG is going to rule when they pull their head out of their fucking burrow on how his leadership works. Assuming it's like a reality gem. It's pretty fucking good. Um, playing Red School 3 with models that can reroll dice means you are effectively scoring a bunch of hits no matter what you roll. Like, obviously, you can blank out on eight dice, but your odds are significantly stacked if you're playing, say, Logan under Red School 3. Because if he rolls a skull, like, normally that would suck because he can't reroll it. But now you get to turn that skull into a crit to explode to then maybe reroll into more dice. Yeah, no, it, it compiles very quickly with mm-hmm. dice mods. Yes. So Red School 3 plus dice mods equals uh, a really fucking good team. Mm-hmm. And when all of those models that happen to have dice mods uh, are also uh, healing factor hard to kill, like like hmm. you're resilient uh, and super killy, like it's a really good list. Has anyone tried him with Thanos yet to where Thanos doesn't have to take Reality Stone? 
No, because Reality Stone Thanos is, for it's me, taken good. for defense. I know, but so you play him as like a backline piece so that he's just kicking in Death Decree on the other people's attacks, mm. and then you bring him in as a finisher. And so you have like mind and space and just be a dick the whole game. He's like, let me just control the entire board and also Death Decree on people. And then at the end of the game, you've got Thanos as a closer. Aaron likes it, I can tell. You know how I would build Thanos, and it's not with Resident 3. Thanos doesn't need a leadership. Let's start there. Hells <laughs> to the yeah, he is his own leadership. He literally is the leadership. It's printed on his card. Why waste four points with bullshit like can't reroll model <laughs> when you can just have more reroll? Because <laughs> skulls are better than rerolls. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anybody else have a fun core box model? I guess my my take on the whole thing was I I played a couple of them. The only one I didn't play specifically was Invincible Iron Man. Um, and after playing a bunch of them, I none of them rocked my world in a way that I was immediately like, oh, I've got to play more of this. Like I've got to stop what I'm doing and play so much of this. All the models that I liked in the game, you know, could take a back seat so I can play these guys now. Like I have for many models in the game. That's how I've played a lot of models in the game. I just wanted to play that model more. And I'm, I'm not sure uh, why. Maybe because they're supposed to be like core models. They still, even though they're exciting because they're new, they're still like core models, which is to say they're not, they're they're designed for entry-level play. They're designed to get people excited about the game, but they are a little bit easier on face value. So maybe they're, because they're not strange to, I was instantly less excited about them but i don't know there were, uh, i guess i was curious to know what uh, if you guys had a similar experience or not that i i was not immediately taken aback and excited to play them all the time you just played spectacular spider-man today didn't you aaron i did how uh how did he do he did well uh say, every, time I, Go ahead. every time i play against him he's very good uh he was the only model i had uh uninjured at the end of the game <laughs> so I think there are good pieces in the core set, but I don't think there are like super overpowered, you know, breaking the meta pieces. There's no and, bill. Right. And so if there's no bill and you already have bill in your roster, like, well, why would I take bill out and play replace it with a lesser character? Um, which is good, right? I don't want every release to power creep, you know, the, the, the meta. Mm -hmm. So I want to say good job to AMG on not releasing, you know, 11 broken overpowered models at the same time, uh, yet releasing models that are not bad and totally viable in a bunch of places. But yeah, that kind of gets to yeah. why you're, you know, you're not seeing people just like going apeshit over a bunch of the new models. But you, I think you are seeing a lot of new models in different, uh, you know, different lists, and different people playing them, like uh, Spectaculars in the webs list I'm trying now. Uh, I, I guarantee some people are playing Doc Ock and Foes because that's just a really fun uh, model, fun character, mm -hmm. uh, and the leadership's actually pretty good. So I think people are experimenting, but they're experimenting with good models, not broken ones, which is fine. And yeah, to be commended. I, I hope you didn't. I hope no one reads my comment of I wasn't excited about any of the models, you know, with the exception of Vincent Lamar, because I, I am holding out for him. But as, because I didn't think any of them were broken, and I wanted to make sure I only played broken models, it really was just. Because I, I, they weren't very exciting for me to play. But maybe it's just my style. It's the way they're interacting with the way I want to play. And none of them are doing that. Um, but I don't. Th I, I absolutely agree with you. They should not be broken. I shouldn't want. I shouldn't be dominating with them out of the gate. That shouldn't be what the core set is for the game. You shouldn't be 
doing that with any core set. Um, I think. Well, I'd say even more importantly, it's it's more important that they're not, you know, devaluing previous releases. So mm-hmm. like it's it, it should be additional choices, not you know in the just replacements. And I think that's what a lot of people initially expected is because the original core set, widely considered, you know, has some strong models in it, but a lot of them are very simple, and the simple models tend to not age well. And so, but with, after the dynamic update, a lot of the original core models were actually still very much played. And now with the updated core set, people, I think, were a little worried that they were just going to replace the old ones. And that definitely is not the case. Like, obviously, all the old models still have their value. And so that's good. Well, they're lucky they dropped that. I mean, because if this gap between when they released, what, Cosmic and when they're releasing the Rivals kit is humongous. And they had mm-hmm. said that they didn't really plan to do that with the uh, the new core box. So I was there supposed to be a gap like this? Because it's very strange and causes I think people part of to it wonder what's going on. They decided to update their packaging, and so I think that slowed a lot of things down. And then that coincided with when they decided to do the core set. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of why we've seen the big delay is just like a overhaul of their um, distribution. And then, obviously, there was going to be some gap with the core set coming out. But I think it was definitely more than most people expected. Um, It's just, honestly, sorry, real quick. It's just kind of unfortunate that we landed on the end of it being CGR. And so it was just CGR and no change for like eight months. It's just oof. The one thing I will say about the core box, um, those fucking bleed tokens and the damage tokens (laughs) almost (laughs) identical. Is yeah. some of the worst graphic design nonsense ever. Yeah, it's horrible. The rest That's of the tokens are fine. An oversight. Yeah, I actually like. I didn't like the square tokens initially, and the more I see people with them, I'm like, those are actually pretty nice. Um, I still use my acrylic tokens. I prefer plastic if I can get it. So, uh, Jeremy, I think you hit on something that really speaks to like why I even brought up this topic and where probably my maybe a little bit of my consternation or disappointments coming from, which is with such a long span in between releases and with releases, usually something I'm counting on to kind of shake up the meta and do something new, a core box by the, by its very nature probably shouldn't do that. Right. It should probably not have any tip top of the curve models in it because one mm-hmm. is a core box and two, we don't want it to replace the old core box. And so by virtue of that, I was excited for it to do that. And then maybe that's what I wanted whenever I was playing the new models. I was like, I want to fall in love with these new versions of my models that I've played before. And because I didn't, uh, I was disappointed by it. And maybe I, I tossed it away a little bit too quickly. I'm, I'm, I guess that helps me frame maybe why something that's completely normal and uh, uh, reasonable, I was feeling or rather interpreting as disappointment because I had an expectation for it being like a release because I had gone so long between releases still will go, you know, till March, uh, unless you count the, the Wakanda box for the record, I will not be playing judgment though. Uh, in the meantime, that will not be something I'm doing. Was that a question? No, just, just saying, I know some people just are want to put that out there. Yeah. Just some people are passing the time between, uh, like meta shakeups with something else. And I'm just going to play other versions of this game like battle realms, which is so much fun. Every listener who hasn't done Battle Realms yet, you should do it. It is a blast. 
fucking told everybody. Nobody believed me. Everyone just thought you were being sarcastic. Yeah, I was going to say, I've almost every time you say things, I assume it's with intense and heavy sarcasm. Why would you think that? <sighs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So I think everyone's pretty much in agreement that the meta is probably in a better place after the core set then. I, I would say it, it just didn't change much. It just didn't shift, which is probably correct. It probably should. I think it, like that. it actually did a good job of breaking up the status quo while not making waves. Because mm. if the meta is stagnating, like let's say Shield, for example, what was new in Shield? Like not like release wise, but just like concept of meta wise, like play style wise. Like Shield was mostly unchanged for like a year, and now they have a whole new leader. They have a couple new models to play with, and like they're they're approaching it from a different standpoint. Because um, Doc Ock is is he Spider Foes or Criminals? I can't remember. Foes, foes, foes. Second leader for foes is obviously great. Um, Zemo is cute. I, I don't know that I would call him a leader of Hydra. Maybe a assistant manager of Hydra. That would probably be a more more apt statement. Yeah. He's the guy that makes sure the building doesn't burn down when the boss is away. But you know, it's he's a cool, interesting model. Like you know, not my not probably the strongest out of the core set, but he's fun. Um, yeah. So like, I think it's more important that we see what is getting played have more variation included in it, and I think the core set did a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. It's weird how Cabal has gone through these weird phases, and it's because originally it was like you know Red Skull killing models, and then it was Malekith killing models, and then it now it's. Well, now you can play Red Skull 3, and like you're still playing Killing Models, but like the list is way more subtle and complex than it used to be. Cabal used to be like press the add Killing Models button, and it was just like always the same five dudes. It was kind of boring. Um, and so now they, they have a little bit more flexibility. I think that's cool. All right, Parker, I'm going to give you a chance. This is going to be your la- maybe your last chance. Okay. Do you have a comic corner ready? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, we will not cut Comic Corner this week. <laughs> so Comic Corner this week is actually uh, inspired by a list that I'm playing right now. I've decided to play Loki as a list. Um, literally, it's just I'm planning on putting Loki down in, in various affiliations until I find the one that I love him most in, and I started with Asgardians. And so um, I'm going to do uh, Loki's latest title, which is just... Loki, that's it. So not Agent of Asgard or any of those other ones. It's from 2023, and I don't think it's in a graphic novel yet. So whenever it gets bound in, into one, um, which I'm sure it will be, it's a mini series. So it's only like five issues long. Um, so Loki from 2023 is written by Dan Waters. And for those of you who don't know who Dan Waters is, he is a brand new um, writer of comic books. He's done almost everything in DC and Image before this, but his stuff is awesome he does a really good job so this is his first marvel title he's ever touched uh german peralta is the penciler for it and as soon as i opened the comic book i went where have i seen this guy before and anybody who's ever read really old comic books if you remember the the introduction of the of the character in hulk called maestro which was hulk from the future where he's the only like Marvel character that lives through Armageddon. And so he, he becomes just super smart and the ruler of the world. Um, that was actually drawn by 
uh, German Peralta. And so as soon as I opened this up, I was like, where have I seen this before? And it's, it's th- from that long ago. So we have a, a really seasoned artist and a brand new writer, and they come together to make a really cool Loki story. Um, uh, very, very uh, long story short. Loki is the god of stories now, for those of you who are um, uh, in the know. He's not the guy, god of lies anymore. And uh, as the god of stories, and he's trying to put the, his whole god of lies title behind him, and things keep kind of popping up and rearing themselves in some of the machinations that he laid into the Marvel Universe before he made this transition. And one of them is, as you know, part of Asgardian lore, he actually decided to make uh, a ship that he was going to sail through Ragnarok in, made of the bones and the fingernails and uh, the teeth of like the greatest lost souls and sitters. It was this terrifying boat with incredible, malignant, mystical power. And so it opens up with he is now the king of the Frost Giants. That's who Loki is. And so uh, some of his Frost Giant uh, brethren decide he's uh, doesn't uh, shouldn't own the ship anymore because he's no longer a bad guy. He's now kind of benevolent, and he's like, this ship is for bad guys, so we're going to be bad guys and steal it. And, of course, they bumble the whole thing because it's in t- you know terribly malevolent, uh, sentient boat. And, uh, you know, in... In, a, in their act of hubris, it punishes them by not only killing them, but breaking itself into pieces and flying across uh, the world tree into the Marvel Universe. And so this miniseries is about Loki going to different parts of the Marvel Universe and picking up shards of this in- incredibly dangerous artifact that he made back when he was a terrible person, uh, a terrible god. And it's full of wonderful Loki constant tongue in cheek, like disregard for like seriousness, but also um, it wraps up in a lot of amazing sci-fi combined with Asgardian lore, which is my favorite kind of Asgard story that Marvel's really famous for is kind of somehow making a mystical slash technological story at the same time. Um, you get to meet a lot of cool characters across the Marvel universe that don't get a lot of screen time. Uh, a bullseye is one of them. Uh, uh, Hulkling and Wiccan, which are the current um, uh, rulers of a uh, intergalactic empire, he, he he goes to the dwarf realms, which is a realm we very rarely ever see, and in the Marvel universe, and so you get to learn more about kind of uh, uh, some Marvel lore corners that you don't get to go to. You get to spend time with Loki and you know help him and watch him solve this the problem with this terrible sentient boat that he made that that desperately wants him to to um, pay for the sins of creating them in the first place. So, really cool short story, Loki, the 2023 run by Dan Waters. ton of fun to read. Nice. I'm looking at the cover online, and that's really uh, an interesting style. It looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Would you, would you describe the way that the boat looks like a box full of watches and teeth? <laughs> um, I was going to say that, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it, you know it's funny you mentioned that. That was the primary inspiration that uh, the German was drawing from for this. Yeah, nice. Alrighty, cool. Well, uh, thanks for showing up, everybody. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode and have a good night. This has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy and Aaron, and you've just listened to AMG's Gap Year.
So what are we going to call this thing? Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. We did it. We did do it, in fact. Sorry I'm late. Gremlins, as usual, per lately. Gremlins in the 3D printers? Yeah. Uh, I have a question okay. for you. I've only spent every single free minute I've had for the last three weeks on them. It's no big deal. Uh, I actually have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you really enjoy modeling. It's one of the things that you've always kind of enjoyed as a as a part of the hobby. Um, you love the part where you're actually fiddling with the physical model itself. And then you paint and you enjoy painting just fine. But modeling is the thing that calls to you. It, do you get the same kind of hobby uh, I guess uh, satisfaction with the resin stuff with the 3D printing, or is it totally a different itch you're scratching? Uh, I don't mind the like labor of it. Like I actually thought I would dislike it a lot more. The thing I don't like is putting in time and effort, not getting a return, uh, which is kind of where I'm. I'm in this weird circle right now where it's like get problem, research problem, implement solution to problem get nothing in return mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of where i'm at now so it's like okay well maybe that's not the problem and just endlessly troubleshooting but it's like other people will have the issues i'm having and they find fixes and like those fixes just have not been working and as soon as i get around a problem it's like two steps back like it's just been very annoying in that manner mm-hmm. every time i like get a like oh i fixed this problem an entirely different problem that has not been an issue to this point will just become a problem out of nowhere. But yeah. So uh, I spent all day today working on printers. Uh, I actually got a couple things off the printers, but now it's like the problem I'm having is apparently a um, very, I don't know how I keep pulling the lottery on this. It's super niche, weird problems that most people don't have. That are just like unforeseeable, just you got a bad one kind of crap. Where it's like you bought, like, let's say you bought a new lawnmower and you're like, oh, yeah, like the timing's off. So you have to readjust the timing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, most people don't have to do that on a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, car buying, Aaron, and uh, new new equipment, I have never not bought the extended warranty on a new vehicle or mower or anything like that and not used it to, like, basically triple the cost of whatever I bought. Um, have you ever bought a like extended warranty for any God of the no. vehicles? You never once bought it? Nope. And you have you never needed it? It's always you've always been able to mm, I want to say I never regretted it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I tend to agree with that. It the only times that you gen I generally I think you should buy the extended warranty is on something that is expected to break. Uh it it is I don't know why, and I think it's 100% confirmation bias, that for some reason, every mower or vehicle I've ever bought new, I got the extended warranty, and I ended up thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fixing in the first like year of owning it. And then they work fine after that. They're, they're fine. But I've, I've never once not used it. It's really strange. So in the first year of ownership, you shouldn't need an extended warranty. It should be the regular warranty. 
Uh, I'm making a number up. I'm talking about like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know precisely. All I know is that I, I have had like really old cars that eventually something goes out that's supposed to go out eventually, like the suspension on a, you know, 12 year car, eventually the suspension Mm -hmm. gets old. You have to replace that kind of stuff, but new cars coming off the assembly line. I'm using the warranty until it's up. I used basically everything I've ever purchased over $300. I just do it. And I've always used it with the exception of exactly my dryer. I didn't need it for my current dryer. It is never broken, but every other one I used it. And I think I'm the exception. I think it's confirmation bias. I don't know why. It's it's definitely the exception. They offer the extended warranty for a reason. Right. Because they, They, they make money on it. Right. Woman asked me if I wanted to buy an extended warranty for a power strip today. <laughs> that I don't do. And you said Parker yes. would. Parker would have got got. No, <laughs> I don't do that. I said of course. Zero moving parts. Like no, I think I'm good. So when I used so, to fly all the time, uh, my drone stuff. The trick mm-hmm. was you go to Best Buy and Best Buy has uh, unlimited mm-hmm. electronics or whatever, and you buy yeah. the warranty. No questions asked. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So you'd plug it into a lake or a tree and explode. <laughs> you would explode these fucking GoPro cameras, mm-hmm. and then you just take it back in and be like, "Wow, well, no, exploded." You're like, "Dude, you hit a tree like going 90 miles <laughs> an problem. hour in the air." Yeah, like it. <laughs> I went through about five of those things. Yeah, no, like that kind of stuff is exactly when you get the extended warranty. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I bought a dirt bike. You're like, yeah, extended warranty. Like, yep. Like, I bought an RC car that goes 85 miles an hour. Extended warranty. Uh, my- but, and also sometimes, like, if you buy like an, an iPad, extended warranty on an iPad that costs twelve hundred dollars. Like, I get that. Like, that's a drop hazard kind of issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my dad used to always only buy tools from places that had that kind of warranty policy because he he's just he breaks tools constantly because he's always doing carpentry or 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 you know some big project and so he constantly breaks things and so he's just like i just bring it back to it used to be sears now it's menards menards has the same policy yeah well back then just Craftsman had a lifetime warranty right, on Ace. everything they made. Yeah, Ace Hardware had it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't an extended warranty. It's literally just lifetime insured. Like mm-hmm. we uh, we used to sell Klein tools at my last job, and same thing. Like, hey, I broke this wrench. Bring it in, new wrench. Like, no questions asked. Like, mm-hmm. it's broken. Yeah, I know Menards currently has that policy on their on their like their brand, but my dad, my dad keeps me abreast of all the different ways you can break things and not pay for it. Which I think is a fascinating, like, thing to know. I'm not going to say who, but somebody I know used to have the plan of they would uh, they would buy the extended warranty on all their electronics and then write down the dates. And a week before, they would put a hammer through it and take it back in and get a new one. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that that's what the point of it. What literally he took a hammer to his wow. iPad. He's like, Yeah, I dropped it. It's weird. <laughs> it's like there's a hole in it. <laughs> like. Eh, it, not my problem. Give dropped, me a new one. It dropped into my hole. And maker. of course, they stopped making the old one, so they have to upgrade them to the new iPad. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Yeah, they stopped offering no questions asked uh, returns. Oh yeah, my uh, my AirPods. <laughs> uh, I was within four days of them going out when I realized because they were they were going out for like 
you know, two months. And and my wife was like, I think I bought the warranty. You should probably check when that was. And I just procrastinated on checking. And then I just mm. randomly asked, I have time today. I wonder where that warranty is up. I was like, it's up in four days. I was like, I'm going right now. So I go there and they were sticklers. Like, I was like, these are broken. They're not working very well. I think they're just, you know, they're just not working. And they're like, okay, we're going to check this in 18 different ways to see if we can, you know, not replace them. And they did. I was just, yeah. I stood there for like, if we can minutes. make it work, we're not going to replace right. it. Right. And I was just like, Nope, tried all that. Tried all that. They go, okay, we expect, you know, we respect that you tried it, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, and they just kept working and working and working through all the troubleshooting stuff. I'd already tried from their website, mm-hmm. but eventually, yeah, eventually they gave me new ones. But I, uh, I once had a warranty on a, uh, transmission land within three days of expiring. I got a new transmission in my car. Oof. That's close. Mm. Oh, uh, and the only other time, it wasn't a warranty, but uh, my cell phone, I had like an iPhone 6, I think it was, and they had a defect where the uh, the touchscreen chip was on like the very corner of the board, and if you if your phone got flexed like at all, it would the soldering would pop. And so your touchscreen would stop working. And so the the symptom that would tell you that the chip was starting to go was this little gray bar would appear at the top of your screen. And then, like, the thicker the gray bar got, the less connectivity the chip had. And so I, I was, like, procrastinating taking it. I was like, you know what? I should just go see if they'll swap it for the new one because I have an upgrade on my account anyway. But uh, we get there, and it's like I pushed it a few days too many, and we can't get the phone to unlock, and they have to unlock it before they can get like the serial number off of it or something. I don't know. And like, if you can't unlock it, we can't return it, or we can't swap it for the new one. And so I'm sitting there, and I figured out over like the couple days I've been using it, if you like flex the phone, it like pushes <laughs> the chip back in. If you just flex it the other direction, and so it's like I'm like I have this thing at like a twenty degree bend. <laughs> like hasn't cracked yet and i'm like and it's like but then i don't have a finger left to unlock the phone and so like i get it super flexed and the rep has to unlock the phone for me i'm like we did it trade in <laughs> i got a new phone i have been amazed all... to... oh go ahead jerry well like 15 years ago samsung had something with their like 48 inch tvs because that was the big tv at the time oh, yeah. and they had an issue it's the last time I've heard of someone coming out to fix a fucking TV. They had a recall on these TVs, and they said, oh, yeah. when your TV starts going out, give us a call at this number, and we will come and send a repairman to your house to mm-hmm. fix these Samsung TVs. So I'll never forget. Like I'm like, there's a TV repairman. And he pulls it back off and does all this fucking work. I mean, like a lot of work repairs like a diode or something. And goes yeah. home, and it fixes the TV. I'm like, weird. Wow. Yeah. Now you just huck the things in the trash can. <laughs> it's like, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say huck of the trash can, but my wife, of course, you know, when we, our TV goes out, she does her due diligence. Is like, can you just throw these things away? And there's so many random minerals and shit you're not supposed to put in the dump. So now we're trying to figure out how to get rid of our TV in a responsible way. But one of the ways we found is the, uh, the, the, you guys ever heard of those uh, like smashing places? Uh-huh. where you can donate breakable stuff and you can basically go like office space on it where mm-hmm. people will come and like they'll pay a fee to get to just bash stuff. 
So yeah. you're like, I- I've never bashed a copy machine. I want to know what happens if you bash a copy machine. So they'll just have a copy machine there for you and, and you give you some sledgehammers yeah. and you just get to break it to pieces. Then they throw it away irresponsibly. Yeah, yeah I hope no. not, but I don't. <laughs> but I don't know that to be true. Mm-hmm. That's you're like I can sleep at night with 0%. whichever, whichever what, outcome. Are you really not supposed to throw electronics away? Uh, yeah, I think she told me not because because <laughs> of the there's something about some of the uh, heavy metals in them. I guess I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't. Done, just, I haven't done any due diligence myself. So this is her. I'm just imagining me with my trash can out front with like a 72 inch TV with just the corner in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like the rest of it's like sticking it's out. Just, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It says you're supposed to take them to your local recycling facility, mm-hmm. and they have designated drop off areas. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the middle huh. of a lake? I throw. Is that exactly the, lake? the same? <laughs> I actually grind mine into a fine powder and uh-huh. pour them in a local uh, river. Our local rivers. our local dump is about 200 feet from the Kansas River. And mm. I would love it if this if the sign that says dumping zone is just taped to the side of the bridge and just an arrow downwards. Yeah. <laughs> just the people just hucking it into the river. Every time I right. every time I think of that dump right next to that river I go, "Oh my god, the watershed. This is just terrible." <laughs> so Anyway, I was going to say earlier is uh, when Kenny recommended buying a car from Enterprise, it's very specifically low mileage vehicles. That's where he bought his truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. He only had like, what was it, like 400 miles on it? And so it's like, he just found it. It's like, but apparently they're like generic policy because they don't give a shit about making that much money on the car. They just want to turn their cars over a lot so they don't get the mechanical issues. And so they just want to sell as many cars as they can. They just charge $400 more than what they bought it for. That's their company policy. And so they buy this car at auction and then they use it for like three months and you buy it for like $400 more than the company bought it for. So he got his truck like four grand below he could get anywhere else for and had like no miles. Okay. Not the doc to him. See where, see where I can find an enterprise selling agent. There's an enterprise right by the geekery. <clears throat> Okay. Do they sell cars? I'm sure they do. Hmm. They have cars. Do you uh do you guys remember like police auctions? Is that still a thing you can do? It is. Well, I think it's less so police auctions specifically, but there are auctions places that they like take those cars to. Yeah. Generally you need a dealer's license to go to most of them, but some of them you don't. My dad bought two cars in my in my childhood at those kind of auctions. And it Yeah. I have uh, I know I, I know he never brought me, so I have no idea what it looks like or how they do them. I'm just curious. Parker, guess which car I bought at auction? Uh, the Suburban. Yep. Hey, fucking got it. So all the good ones. <laughs> all the good ones. <laughs> Jeremy, do you remember the Suburban? I do. Hmm. We had a discussion about it. How everyone knows like people who owned shitty Suburbans, uh, and they were like awesome young Suburbans. Like young people yeah. where now I couldn't afford one. Like if I went mm-hmm. to go buy cars, I would not be like buying. Are they still called Suburbans new or is that they get rid of that? Um, I don't know if they still make them. Tahoes are like the yeah. the scaled down version. Tahoes and uh, Explorers yeah. like that scale. Like the $65,000. Like yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're really expensive new. And I don't know if they still make the Suburban. I assume they do not. I don't think so. Uh, so I had an idea Apparently for the cast today. It is. 
if okay. we didn't I didn't know if we had one. Just okay, like, no. what is it? Okay. I would like to. Uh okay. I don't want to know. Um Aaron and I took a look at what will soon be the news, which is where the next release dates are coming from. And he pointed out how long it's been between releases, except for the core box. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do uh, a retrospective over the core box and what kind of splash it made in the meta, because we were all excited to talk. When it happened, we were like, hey, maybe this will you know, shake things up, make things new and fresh. And it's been a couple months, and I feel like we have enough time to talk about what actually happened as a result of the core box release. Um, maybe I'm wrong and we don't have enough time or we haven't seen a major event, so we can't say it. Or maybe we can make a prediction about what could be happening in the major events. But I have a feeling that we'd all have an opinion on it. And so okay. I thought that'd be an idea. Seems fine. Uh, probably need to pick a movie category. Yeah, you probably oh. should have done that. I actually just assumed in, two, in 2024 we weren't going to have them anymore since you didn't pick oh, one. I didn't pick one. Did I win? Uh, I'm 90% sure you win because you always seem to win with your so 2024 can we bullshit. shift we'll do TV shows or something all of 2024 you want to do TV shows because Aaron's seen four TV shows I was going to say that will take I can only see Blue Eyed Samurai once so I'll, I'm just going to abstain from all the others I mean I'm totally happy doing TV shows I like TV shows but streaming service shows things like that I don't know I mean, I feel like we're just digging up old movies at this point that we've already said, or like we all kind of. No, I, definitely about. resetting it would be fine because I mean, also you say the new year we don't we get to unlock the repetitions or whatever. We also don't have to do it every single week. I feel like that's kind of put some pressure on it, but I know people like the content. So. Um, what about shifting it to a whoever wins the week before gets to do the next topic, which is a best of. And you ha it's five, like some sort of best of, and it could be media, it could be, I mean, just whatever that we would all have an opinion of. Um, I'm not following. So you're saying that the person who wins, they're the only one that does a list, and then no. everybody else just no, talks no, 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 about no, no. their no, list? No, 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 no. Okay. Whoever wins, like you won this time. So if we would have mm -hmm. talked about it before, you would say, okay, uh, best of top five animes. And we would all yeah. have to follow you on that. Now, Parker might say um, five of your favorite trees uh, because he enjoys trees so much. I, I guess I'm just confused as to how that's different than what we're currently doing. We're just doing movies. Currently, it's restricted. To, okay, so you just want to not be restricted to movies. Okay. M maybe, that's, because I think that, fine. I mean, basically anything where people can that respond by saying you're stupid and wrong. I think is yeah, fine. No, I, I think that's I definitely the point, agree right? with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I mean, everyone knows movies, so that's easy. Um, but we could do like, uh, it could be five models in Marvel. It could be whatever. I mean, it, anything, it's mm -hmm. an anything kind of goes. And of course, that's just an idea. Or we could just switch to whatever we want. I don't know. Yeah, I think instead of trying to put a restriction on it, I think just in general, opening it up to basically anything uh, is fine. I like that idea. And so, like, it, we don't have to say it has to be a TV show or it has yeah. to be a book or it has to be anything. Like, just, like, every week we'll just come up with it. We'll also probably, if that's the case, we'll need more time. So we'll probably close the poll, I don't know, call it, like, Sunday night. Um, I don't know, because that'd be a little short. Maybe maybe close it on Monday. And that way we'll have several days. And that'll just be, like, the standard. 
is uh, we'll put it in, and that way the, the voting will close. I think two days is more than enough. Well, but I know a lot of people, like, it comes out Saturday evening, so if you're busy on Saturday, then you have to listen to it on Sunday and then also vote. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm not saying closing it. I'm saying for us to pick something. Like, that's right, all but we'd have to, the vote would effectively be closed then. Yeah. Future sure. votes wouldn't rip matter. But yeah, I like that, like, books is a very good idea. Like, mm-hmm. there's tons of things with that that's good. Yeah, the only problem is, like, some people are less well-read than others, you know, because, like, Parker can't read, so. Sure. <clears throat> no one's gonna, no one's gonna jump on that? Okay. We know he can't read. We know he can't read. Everyone knows I read. That's a dumb, dumb thing to say. That's why I didn't <laughs> respond. Parker, you're drinking out of the wrong cup. Thank you for returning my cup. I really did not expect that. That was very kind. Mm-hmm. Mostly because well, it was kind, how, not because I didn't expect, you know, something. I kind. just can't believe my boys had to pee so bad they had to use that cup. I know. Uh, I cleaned that cup. Uh, I didn't trust. <laughs> oh, I, I touched it, so he knows my balls have been in it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it could have been Did anyway. you touch my drum set? <laughs> okay. Um. So, for this week... Boy, can we just, should we just come out swinging? What do you? All right, let's do sitcoms. We're doing top three still, right? Because top yeah, top five top is top five is too many. No, yeah, I was yeah. just yeah, three is fine. Yeah. Like we'll run out of things in like two months. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it makes the it makes the actual segment a lot. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, Aaron has a resolution. The New Year's resolution is try to be over before midnight. I think that's a pretty cool resolution. Uh, it's not. It's not a try. That. It's at eleven fifty-seven. I leave. Ooh. There you go. That's his resolution. So I don't think we, we got to make this happen, Captain. As the person who showed up to the podcast after ten p.m. the most times, Parker, <laughs> I feel like you should not be the one pointing out the time restriction. Uh, I just am advocating for my friend Aaron. He's, he's <clears> very <throat> polite. Aaron. 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 Actually, polite is a weird way to put it. He would just like, let you know, know as he was hanging up, which is, <laughs> which is, because he told you once, and that's all the time he needs to tell you. I'm just being. I'm just reminding you for the sake of brevity. Hmm. That's what Parker's about. Brevity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most brevest person. <laughs> I, I don't, you show me one person with brevity and I'll show you a goddamn liar. <sighs> Sitcoms, huh? God, there's so many these days. There's Aaron, so I hope you'll classics. forgive me for being late. I was busy making your goddamn portal. Why'd you have to make him more portal? You are forgiven. Okay, see, I did it. How many portals do you need? Apparently three. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, do I even need to type my sitcoms out? <sighs> oh, um, Connor, by the way, stood by his joke. Of course he would. So everyone ridicule him even more for for liking his own joke. I was going to say, yeah, he, yeah, he never backs down. He never surrenders, even when he absolutely should. That was a terrible joke. That was really bad. Yeah. It wasn't even um, a non-joke. It would be better if it was a non-joke. It was clearly yeah. trying to be a joke and failing. 
It was so bad. It was like the, someone tried to make their own dad joke, and that's what they came up with. They're like, this is so clever. I'm like, yeah. god damn it. He's I'm fine with saying it's a terrible joke. He's letting the power of his position uh, consume him. He thinks he's better than he is. I get it. Anyway, while we're on the topic, hey, Jeremy, did you hear about the fight in the kitchen? <laughs> did he just leave the, the did he Turn off his camera. <laughs> Jeremy, it's okay. I can just imagine you being pissed off. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, the fish got battered. That's what happened. The fight. fish got battered. Five out of ten. I'm just going to start mm. rating them. Oh, okay. I, I like that. I'll give that one a five out of ten. It it was clever enough that I couldn't right off the bat get it, and oh, okay. it's not horrible. It was, it was too smart for you, but not smart enough for like the average man. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in the interest of brevity, I'm going to have you rate this next one, too. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? <laughs> a stick. A stick. Oh, I got it. Zero. All right, now everyone go ridicule Connor some more. So now that you have a full-time printing business, how's that going? I mean, that's kind of the idea. I mean, you have like these giant-ass printers, chemicals, and fucking... It it looks like the Breaking Bad lab underground. I will... You don't even know, dude. I'll send you a picture of my garage now. Like, it's unfortunately still a fucking wreck, because I'm still in the middle of setting everything up. I can't wait to get everything picked up and, like, back where it goes. But uh, I I spent, like, an hour today just reorganizing my desk, putting everything where it's supposed to go. And it's just like, there is not a square inch of wasted space on my desk. It's like... Printer, 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 cleaner, cleaner, like, work mat, yeah. toolbox, like, it's everything. All right, I only wrote down three. Is that going to be enough? Are you guys going to steal mine? No. Good. I have eight I, I, absolute bangers. I, I can't I can't imagine. Um, I have seven. You'll hate five of them. That sounds correct. I, I, I know one that's on Aaron's list. So much. I have eight now. I could put more on here, but I feel like they're low-hanging fruit. I put th- I put the ones that I think are yeah, really Yeah, my fun. top two are, like, unquestioned, far and away better than the rest of the ones I can come up with. And then the other one, it's like, whatever. I'll just take whatever's left. There will be something. We are one of these, though, just heads up, is going to be Dresden Files books. So, like, you guys better start reading. Oh, God. That's not fair. You can't do that. I'm giving you time. Favorite. You you only have to read three of them, and then you won't be able to be stopped. You'll run through a brick wall to read book four. (laughs) He's not wrong. And then it gets better from there. All right, well, I guess let's go ahead and get started. We get timestamp. Hopefully they don't get mad at me. <laughs> They're probably going to get mad at me. <clears throat> They're very mad at me. Everybody's mad at you. Everyone's always so mad at me. I don't understand. Why are they mad at you all the time? And Must you never do wrong. anything wrong. <laughs> name one fucking thing I've ever done to anybody. <laughs> Just one, name one. Name. All right, another one. What about four? I know that there, yeah, are, there has like, not been seven. I know there hasn't yeah. been seven. I bet you can't name 800. I'll wait. I'll wait. So at 200, I'll give you a time limit. 
<laughs> 200 and I'll give you a time. Eight seconds, go. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, uh, movie, or, uh, sorry. We got to come up with a better name for this because Daily Bugles, when we ask questions, yeah, uh, over and under is when we do uh, like tier lists. Uh, what do we what do we call this if it's going to be on beyond just a movie poll? I'm sorry, Crap but you're just corner. Um, <laughs> do what? Yeah, I'm sorry, but Sweet you're just week. wrong. Um, let's workshop a title for this segment. Aaron said a title, but everybody was talking over him. What was it? I said Crapshoot Corner. That's kind of bogus. <sighs> yeah. I want something that's like like comic book. Like th- something like Daily Bugle would be perfect, but we've already used Daily Bugle. Uh, witty banter. <laughs> um, is there something that like the collector says? Because he's like collecting the best of everything. Oh, what about Mojo? We could do Mojo World or Mojo Verse or something like that. Mojo ratings bonanza. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm scanning all of my ratings bonanza. Whatever, whatever we pick, it should have something to do with Giganto. <laughs> Giganto. Giganto. What is uh what is the TV show that Mojo is showing? Is it just Mojo World? Mojo Verse, I think, is the name of his universe. Mm. Yeah, but what's like the programming called? Uh, Peter Parker's picks. <laughs> That's not bad. I got three P's in there. Aaron knows that I like P's. Yeah, I just it just says Mojo Verse. Seven to two thousand channels and nothing on. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? Mojo, Don't they have like ratings? So Mojo World is the name of this planet. Mojo World, Mojo Verse is the pocket dimension he does it in. Looking for the name of the channel. Maybe the... Well, it doesn't need to be the name of the channel. It's like, but don't they have, they have like ratings or whatever, right? What's Peter yeah, this... boss's name? J. Jonah Jameson. Well, he's a freelance, so. Yeah. We should do a playoff of Modoc. Instead of mental organisms designed only for killing, it could be it's mental or- mental designed organisms only designed only for opining. Or you do uh, uh, Modor, which is mental organisms designed only for rating. There you go. <laughs> the Modor corner. What? I was thinking uh, media poll designed only for entertainment or something <laughs> like that. I uh, tell you what, listeners, uh, if you want to, you can suggest the name of the segment in uh, in the Discord channel. If you're not a member of the just Discord channel, message uh, our Facebook page directly. It's uh, infamous MCP on Facebook. Just message it, and I'll I'll send you an invite. Don't let Steve in. Steve can't come in. He's tried to get in multiple times. If uh, if you message us and we select yours. You will be then given a prize of watching Parker's Children all day Saturday, um, <laughs> and then most yeah Thursday nights as well. The Star Jammers. I thought, ooh, uh, here's a good name for it. The segment: It's Time Travel. Don't ask. <laughs> no. Well, I swear, there's something I'm forgetting that Mojo says where it's like in it's like the ratings or something that the like that's how they determine who gets killed and who gets to stay on Mojo Vision. 
because Longshot was the highest rated character they'd ever had on the show, which is why they let him stay on for so long. Yeah. He was like the John Wayne of their program. Oh, like clearly. Clearly we have to call this Heave-Ho, right? Like Heave-Ho? Heave-Ho. No. Heave-Ho. No. The best no. card in the game. No, that makes no sense. Why are you so mad at this? But Parker, stop suggesting things and look things up, because we've done this before. Uh, I, I have read all the things you could read about Mojo. I don't think... They just called ratings ratings. They didn't call them Mojo ratings or anything weird. Okay. I, I watched the animated uh, X-Men show, and they had a whole like arc around Mojo, and I swear there was something where they're like, this week on Mojo's... Like, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Anyway, we're moving on. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll change it later. Um, so anyway, maybe we just call it Mojoverse or Mojo Vision or something. We'll just call it Mojo World. Okay, so this week on Mojo World, we are sending you, um, what did I have? I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're doing television shows that were the our favorite sitcoms, so um, episodic situational comedies. Uh, starting off the new year, I guess I'll go first. That seems only fair. What? No, I was I what? won Why? the last competition. <laughs> I actually bought them down. What? What are you talking about? I won the last competition. I'm sorry, I lost the last competition. Did I say one? I lost the last competition. You lost it the uh, most hard. Parker, yeah. did you vote? Uh, I never vote. I told you this. Okay, because if I remove my vote from you, guess how many votes you have? Zero. I know. That's why. I'm so surprised. does that mean you don't? Does that mean you don't get to pick this week? You, no, you that's the opposite. It's the opposite of what it's it means. Opposite. It means I pick first. It's the opposite. Opposite. Op- I'll just remember the opposite. Uh, the opposite Parker, of- I I don't feel like you've earned the right to go first. This is always the way it works. It's draft rules. <laughs> but that's it is twenty twenty four. Yeah, it no, is twenty twenty four. Whoever loses in twenty twenty three gets the twenty four twenty four first draft. That's, <laughs> That's what it is. Is that your vote? Too bad you lost your vote. Oh, yep. God damn it! I lost my vote because I lost in twenty twenty three. That's right. right it's, fine. it's like taxes; it haunts you. Why do we'll they agree to this constitution? We'll let Parker go first, and because he really needs the help, he's really just not. Right, this better well be lately. fucking money then. I think, honestly, what it is, is people realize when you win, we get topics like best score and best, like, you know, situational, Excuse realistic history me. drama, including <laughs> fake historical characters. And we're like, how is this, like, ni- the favorite movie based in 1807? And you're like, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> best <laughs> score got like, a lot of glowing reviews, which I guess is bad because what we want no, is no, internet trolls, but... Yeah, <laughs> but because all we all we got was people going. These you also are all wonderful. What a delightful read! Face. Like we got nothing but like really patient, positive re- response. Nobody was. No one was making fun Parker, of Parker. All answers. I'm trying to say here is your your selections are like the Deuce Bigelow of selections. <laughs> Which back. is to say, nobody wants. Nobody even knows nobody who they wants are. They just say whatever. They just come in instant mind. rage. Yeah. You've never gotten someone to type so many characters on a keyboard in response to you picking a movie. Yeah, I was. They were very upset. <laughs> they uh, were quite upset. Okay, uh, so we're going to start off with Parker. Uh, I guess I'll just go last since you guys clearly are just going to take all the good ones. All right. So we got Parker up first for sitcoms. I think I have to go with the smartest one that I've ever seen, which is Arrested Development. 
Uh, I concur. That was a good fucking one. Okay. Arrested Development. Uh, so I remember when I watched it. I watched it way later than everybody else did. And I liked it. And I watched all, f- like, four se- what, the full thing on Netflix after <laughs> they made the extra season. <laughs> that was, like, ten years later. I didn't know... And so, like, I don't pay attention to what season I'm watching. I just, it's on autoplay, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it had switched. And I think I was, like, you know, playing video game while I was watching it or something. Because I didn't notice the characters get older. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why everybody says, the four, like, the four seasons so bad. And I went back recently and rewatched it. The four seasons is definitely way worse than the yeah. first three seasons. It's not, uh, yes. I wouldn't say it's so bad. It's just. Whatever take, the final yeah. season is, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just was, takes a turn. Because, I mean, they didn't get to finish the show. Yeah, they didn't get to finish it. Yeah, well, it was just like, the season's like three times as long as a normal season. And it does this weird, like, time circle. It was, there's a lot of good jokes in it, but, man, it was weird. Mm -hmm. The whole, like, you know, tone of the show changes. Yeah. Anyway, um, next up we have Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to go with the one I'm currently watching for the umpteenth time, um, Parks and Rec. I love you, son of a bitch. Yeah, that was going to be mine too. I'm currently watching that again through. Yeah, you fucking asshole. I'm taking yours now. That's all it is. You'll never know mine. I've got lots of yours. them. He's specifically taking the ones I was going to take. I I'm specifically did not take the one for you, Brandon. You know I could I know. have because I wanted I left you to it have alone. it. Well, yeah, because you alone. had to cry about going first, even though you didn't deserve it. I, I get it. it alone. I'm not. I'm not Wait, taking. Aaron's I'm not using. It. I'm not using <laughs> my my loser's privilege to hurt you. I just want to make sure Jeremy doesn't get it. That's all I care. All right, uh, Aaron, you're up. Uh, Big Bang. Damn it. Parker, I hope you're happy. It made it to you. You are no longer going to be the most hated selection in the history. You think Uh, think everybody's going to hate Big Bang? I wonder. Uh, I don't know if it's true of our audience, but there is a huge cult of people that fucking hate Big Bang Theory. So. I I do not like it that much for sure. So uh, it's one of those when like you realize halfway through the show that they're making fun of you instead of making fun for you, and it's like, oh, I see what's happening. They're just making fun of me. It's it's just weird. The writing definitely takes a dip in my opinion after like the first two seasons. But I actually liked the show and I liked the characters, but it did get old. You're entitled right. to your wrong opinion. Yeah, no, I, I I don't shame people for liking it. I think it's a perfectly fine show to like, but I know there's people that disagree. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm going to let's see. Is Parker going to steal mine? You have you barely even seen the whole show. It doesn't count. He's, somebody's going to steal it. If you don't do it this time, I'm going to fucking. I know that you're going to. I only got to pick it. It's right, one so of the most s- amazing shows of all fucking sunny. time. Just say it, <laughs> Sunny. Thank you. All right. So, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the, the greatest sitcom ever, so everyone can calm down. Uh, then, because Jeremy stole my number two, that's a good pick. Um, we're going to do The Office. Fuck you, Jeremy. I wasn't going to do that one. There's You were going to do it. Don't nah, lie. Nah. There's you so can be others. bad at lying. It's fine. All right. Aaron, your second pick. Friends. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yep. I like Friends. Uh... It, it, it's people say it hasn't aged well lately. I think it's still pretty fun. It is definitely what we all choose to watch when we're at cons because I can tell you what you go to any hotel room in the USA, you turn to channel sixty two <laughs> any time of day. Friends is playing. Yep. <laughs> I've done it four times now. We got to the room like, hey, you want to watch Friends? He's like, is it on? I just type in the numbers. It's like starts playing Friends. He's like, what the fuck? 
It's like just every, it's without fail. <laughs> every single, and it plays all night. There's just no stop. Alrighty. Uh, Jeremy, your second pick. All right. I'm going to choose one um, that everyone should watch. I don't know if most people have, but I love it. Scrubs is always fucking good. Scrubs was on my long list. Scrubs is fucking amazing. It's I have not good. seen it. Yep, I've heard a lot of people say they like it. It's super, uh, super good. I've uh, seen a lot of clips, and the clips are funny, but they're not generally the kind of humor I go for, so I've always kind of been hesitant to watch it. My it usually family. leaves you with a warm feeling. It's fun, yeah. and it leaves you with like a good message, and it's like always, it's almost always positive, and it's hilarious. Yeah. The you want to talk about musical episodes that are good? Always Sunny has good musical episodes. Scrubs's musical episode is amazing. Also, mm-hmm. like the reason why it's a musical episode is great because there's there actually is like a neurological disease where you don't hear. Uh, tones correctly so things just come out kind of pitchy like up and down and you just don't it's it's between your eardrum and your brain and you just don't hear it correctly and so so they call it the singing disease because people sound like they're moving they're modulating their voice up and down it doesn't actually create create like singing but it's called that and so in that Mm -hmm. episode they treat somebody who has it but instead of just being random tones it is actually just the whole every time she comes into the scene whatever the scene is just becomes a musical and it's Mm -hmm. really really good Okay. Parker, your final two picks. Um, I'm going to go with uh, another one that I just love to watch. I'm talking about Feel Good. This one just feels great. Uh, Shit's Creek. I love Oh, Schitt's fuck. Creek. I forgot That's about that choice. one. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and my last I'm one. I look up how to spell it. I forgot they spell it weird. Yeah, S-C-H-I-T-T-S. it's S C H I T T S. Um, and my last one has to go to. Uh, some of my favorite characters in all of television history come from this one. Community. I love. Mm. Community. Uh, also, pour one out for Dan Harmon. He's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, your final pick. This is fucking hard. It is. Dude, This is. I knew this was going to be a knife fight. <laughs> um, another one that I absolutely love. I'll put it on all the time. 30 Rock is fucking awesome. Yep. 30 Rock was good. God, there's a lot I'm forgetting. Dude, I'm telling you, this is an amazing topic. Oh, man, that episode of 30 Rock where he, where, what was the name of the guy who played Pee Wee Herman? Oh, it makes me so mad, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, my God, The Prince? Yeah, when he shows up as The Prince. Oh, I God, love so to fun. laugh. <laughs> Old enough to rent a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right, Jeremy's done. Uh, yep. Aaron, your final pick. Fraser. The original Frasier is good. Have you seen the new one? I have not. Okay. I have not either. I'm curious. Mm. I was expecting a don't coming at the end uh, of that. No, I haven't seen it. I <laughs> love the original Frasier. That was one. I, I also like Frasier. It was fun. All right. So we've gotten our solid like 90s picks from Aaron. <laughs> uh, there was okay. a time when Aaron watched sitcoms. <laughs> it was that time. Whew, this is rough. Um, there's so many good ones still on the board. Dude, I know. But not the ones I want to pick. Uh, I would have taken Community and Parks and Rec first. Let's see. I think I just have to do it. I did not like it initially, but the more I watch it, I started really liking it. I'm going to go with Seinfeld. Mm. Final picking Seinfeld seems weird. Yeah, Seinfeld's amazing. Oh, we're going to get yeah. roasted this week. Dude, Everybody there's so, so many. strong. We could do this. 
we could do this three times and come up with different lists. There's so many good ones. Uh, I think for- later on we'll do we'll do restrictions on like dates. Might help make this break it up. I I just came up with a topic. I was like, we'll do sitcoms. Everyone knows like yeah, holy yeah. shit, this was way harder than yeah. it should have been. Uh, one that I okay, really so- wanted to put was the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's pretty. I good. like that show. The but, second uh, season it, was terrible, but the, I, I refused yeah. to watch it after the first episode. I was like, nope, I'm just going to remember this as it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I like How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the whole show is fine, but there are running jokes in it that are just fucking gold. The slap bet joke that runs through the show is so amazing. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, another one not a lot of people have seen that I really liked was Psych. Did you guys watch Psych? I have seen Psych. Was that, that a, did a lot. sitcom or a drama? Psych? Yeah. The show about the fake psychic detective? Yeah. That I'm pretty sure that's a sitcom, sir. Uh... It definitely had some heavy, but the entire show is jokes. It definitely has some heavy moments, especially later on. How is that not a... Are you... <laughs> I'm fine getting called after picks, but that is 100% a sitcom. I can't believe no one picked uh, The League. Uh, it's, it's Brooklyn Nine Nine. It, it was like a web show. Oh, I the new girl about Brooklyn Nine. Oh my god, uh, new girl was on my list. New girl's fucking amazing. New girl is tremendous. Would uh, I take? I'll give Brooklyn you a, a deep cut. Gravity Falls, hilarious. I haven't seen it. I've heard. I've heard things. Gravity the the children's show. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen it. Uh, it's one of the. It's Are you serious? You would love it. Oh, uh, sure I would. Uh, big shout out, um, Kim's Convenience. I almost picked it. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so funny. What kind are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What kind are you? Mia, not uh, homophobic. Ho- 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's the first episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. This, this show is so funny. It's also got like a lot of heartwarming. It and Shit's Creek, I watched like back yeah. to back. And so they're in the exact same place in my brain. It's like they're the same show. They're both like those little indie comedies that have like really great heartful moments, but yeah. are really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shit's Creek is amazing. We're going to name yeah, the her. Folks that, the folks that have name... not watched Kim's Convenience, check that one out. That oh is a God. hidden gem. I thought, yeah, when you told me to watch it, I'm like, I don't know. And then like watch the little clip it plays when you click on it. I'm like, I don't know. I watched... Half the first episode, I was so hooked. Oh, dude. Oh, it's so good. What kind are you? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? what kind are you? Oh, I can dude, tell. The dad, the, and the dad, like, doesn't really have an accent. I can't believe that show actually got made with, like, how, like, oh, hard it leads into oh, the, God. Like, stereotypes. The, the, oh, the, the Chinese guy that lives across, the, or, like, works across the street. Oh, Mr. Chan. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> When he's trying to fix the air conditioner, he's oh, like, he I'm not, to, oh, yeah. he's like pretending to help him lift it. He's like, my, my back, on. my back. And he's like barely on. touching it. Yeah. I gotta put my gloves on. Okay. Dude? So the, dis- the some of the descriptions of these read like always, I'm looking at Kim convenience right now. The yeah. episode descriptions read like always sunny plots. That's, uh-huh. Yeah. Appa's plan to offer mm-hmm. customers a gay discount hits a few snacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. And it's, um, oh yeah, the one guy comes in and he's like, "I need my discount," and he's like, "Oh, you're not gay." 
He's like, yeah, I can he's tell. like, I'm totally gay. That's, <laughs> a, that's the funniest customer they have because all the customers are reoccurring because they he lives they live nearby, and so the customers when the guy that same guy tries to take a can from the display and he's built this like pyramid <laughs> of like beans and he like tries to take the bottom can and like the whole thing starts collapsing. He's like holding it up and then Mister Kid's just behind the counter watching him and then like a customer comes up and they check out and he's just holding the whole display the whole time. He's like, help. Help! And he's like, "You got yourself into this mess. You get yourself out." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love oh, that. So show. good. It's such a weird premise. Like it's uh-huh. like Korean family living in Toronto, but it's just so great. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this is this is this may be the first thing that we've ever done on this little when rating. You hadn't thing, seen it. Gonna, you're like, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm just go gonna go it. do this soon. This, yep. this looks great. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely gold. It's and so it dives great. straight in. Like there isn't any mm-hmm. build. Like you just go right into yeah. each episode, and it's yeah. just hilarious. Man, I really wish we had broken this into subcategories. We'll we'll make a note to do that. If we come back and redo these. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, want to do like do... '90s sitcoms, 2000 sitcoms, like streaming only sitcoms like i don't know like or hidden gems so hidden do. gems would be yeah. good. like hidden gems sitcoms. hidden gems is a good one cool uh i was i'm pretty happy with this aaron guess what i did today masturbated yes what else? <laughs> um wrote a letter nope <laughs> <laughs> well if I wanted to tell somebody letter. something, if I wanted to tell somebody something so deeply that I would write a letter, I would scream it into their face. A handwritten letter. <laughs> then I know. I climbed into my attic. Ooh, that's fun. Did you put a fan in or something? No, no I, uh, I got things out of storage that Aaron's been asking me for. Oh, you got your tokens? I got my tokens. I got my, my bin of tokens. I think it weighs like four pounds. Your trough. You have a trough. Yeah, it's it's a trough. Well, thank you. Uh, so assuming I think I figured out the problem with uh, what I was when I was trying to print the hexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the material I was printing it in was the problem. And so assuming that what I just did before we start jumped on the podcast worked, I'm going to either try and print a hex set. Or try and um, make a board when I'm sleeping. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. What what the fuck did you just try and mime to me, Parker? You want to go surfing in a tornado? Wrap it up, B. I don't, I don't know what the butthole symbol means. I don't know. He wants to eat a pickle, it looks like. <laughs> he wants to, to put the pickles in his butt. A faucet, a faucet in his mouth. Parker, what, what, sign language is a really bad medium for, for podcasting. I really like Aaron's New Year's resolution. So I, <laughs> I, am, pro, I am pro Aaron's New Year's resolution. Really? Because you're the reason it was created. <laughs> That's why I never would have suggested it, because <laughs> I would have been incredibly rude and hypocritical to do so. But now that he has <laughs> he shows broken up at the 1030. ice. <laughs> Guys, can we wrap this up by midnight? <laughs> That's yeah. exactly why I could never and will never suggest it. However, Aaron had a goal for 2024. Parker, I'm excited I, to I see have, if Aaron's goal. If I don't ask this question, humans will be confused for the rest of eternity. So were you just intentionally showing up late and you could have been on time the whole time? No, that never once happened. Okay. So how is this going to work then? What do you mean? 
I mean, are you just going to be on time forever now? It's like that how this works. I'm very excited. I just don't. I don't. I don't like the idea of how much respect Parker has. Yeah, I feel for disrespected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like initially we set the podcast up. And we're like nine thirty, right? We're cool. Nine thirty, right? And Parker's just like fuck those guys. And then Aaron's like, I was wondering if we could please show up. Maybe <laughs> Aaron like who? Cool, Parker's Parker, like, like, I'm fucking in. Yeah. Parker like Kool Aid mans his way into the room at like eleven forty five. He's like, let's do this. All right, guys, I'm That's ready. Great. Great. Parker, this is the direct result of your uh, probationary episode count, I and mean, it would be very much nicer if you didn't have 3,000 episodes. Uh, I understand that there is no number of probationary episodes <laughs> above one <laughs> that would give me any sort of different treatment on this podcast. Oh, no, it's a sliding scale. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I'm, I pretty think sure, I'm pretty sure I am D. It slides to and on is, and off. Yeah. I, am, I am D Reynolds. Point For zero one and evermore. Infinite hate. <laughs> like that's that's the line. Point I, zero one. I get it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Hopefully you had a good time. Um, this has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy. We're just kidding. We don't have to sign off again. Bye. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I, I, Aaron I just, was so excited. I decided to let you sign off. I love that we actually said all three of our names except Aaron because that's never happened to Aaron before. <laughs> that's that was the joke. That's why well, I did it that way. Oh, oh, oh that, that that's a good joke, Brandon. I, I get that joke. Unlike Dave, I make jokes. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't make jokes. I wish he listened to these so he would get that joke. <laughs> Bye, Aaron. Let's go so Parker can go to bed. And I'm waiting for Aaron, Aaron to sign off. I, I'm just thinking of Aaron. He just <laughs> I got the finger. Yeah, you got to. He sign. gave me sign language.